tickling the tickling. back of your tonsils. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, best, festive. <laughs> Christmas is just around the corner. <laughs> Everyone and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, Speed. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Joe. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And just like Speed, experience the rush. Uh, apart from me, who after 10 plus years of annual colonoscopies, <laughs> definitely doesn't need any rush. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, if you never... That's actually the way I thought that joke was going to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that one coming in. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, now, seriously, if you've never heard the show before, then hold on to your seats because we're about to jump a 50-foot gap in the freeway. <laughs> Essentially, we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. There's also a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained, including a caption contest, a quiz, some impressions, some average xylophone playing, some sound effects, and a whole lot of banter. So, do stick around. Now, this week's film on trial is the 1994 actioner Speed. Is it speed or is it slow? Hopefully, we're going to find out. What? <laughs> I know, that was probably one of the worst you've ever done. I know, I know. I'm, I'm gone, I'm gone. That was better. That's better. Yeah, yeah, it's a make-up for you. Is, is it, is it a bomb in the bus or is it a bomb in your pants? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not very good I feel at like stretching for it. <laughs> this is Now, uh, just to say this will be a very spoiler-free episode, so if you haven't seen it yet, you can listen to this episode after you've watched it. It's on Sky Go at the moment for free. That's how I watched it. Um, or It's on what? Sky, <laughs> Sky Go. If you pay for Sky. Yeah, if you pay for Sky Go. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, if you pay for a Sky subscription, it's free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you pay for Sky, it's it cost me a fiver. Well, you're a chump. You're a chump. You could be paying £70 a month to watch that for free. <laughs> or what you can do is just trust our judgments. Or alternatively, you can fast forward to our quiz. This week, brought to you by me, which we're going to highlight around the 40-minute mark, I reckon. Now, before we go on, our last film on trial was... Street Fighter. <laughs> Sorry, overplayed, but it's either that or how you can. Um, now, Ozzy, you judge that trial. You deem that it should be placed on the shit list. Some say incorrectly. Um, how many people say incorrectly? Two out of the 800 <laughs> people I've surveyed. That, that uh, is some. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Now, you've gone away and you've watched the film since. Did you make the right call? Yeah, but it's, it, you know, it is entertaining. It's entertaining shit. Like yes. I, I could watch it again and I probably will watch it again in a few years time. I reckon, and I reckon four out of 10 times of watching it, I'm going to say that goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I, I enjoyed it, but it's not a good film. No, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Good synopsis there. Uh, okay. So before we go on to the bulk of the show, I think it's time for Alex's film feels. <laughs> Oh, it's a really long one. <laughs> staring, staring directly in my eyes. And stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, we haven't done this one, I don't think. It's get, you know, Film Fields has been going for a while now, so it's kind of hard to keep thinking of ones. Best bomb disposal scene in a film. Ooh. Lots of bomb disposal in this film. Oh, that is quite a unique one. Thank you. Yeah. So Thanks, what, what's, yeah. what's yours? Uh, my one is Goldfinger. I'm going to go for... Uh, yeah. It was between that or The Rock, to be honest. Isn't Goldfinger the one where he basically is about to just go, fuck it, until somebody comes along and says, yeah, no, just, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I like about it. It's not like it's it's pressured. And he's just had the fight with Oddjob. 
like Goldfinger's. Well, no, no, he's not. He's not sorted out Goldfinger yet. But you know, it's all kind of over, and then like it does feel like a bit of an extra tension on the scene, and it's a bit like you are feeling a little bit like this is a bit much actually. And it's a nice little joke at the end to finish it off. Yeah, so, it's a nice yeah. little joke. Like someone basically moves his hand <laughs> away, <laughs> and then he says, turns it off, and he looks up. There's an FBI bomb disposal expert like, looking at him like, "What were you about?" To <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a nice yeah. little twist on it. Uh, okay, Dave. Uh, I was actually thinking The Rock, and Alex uh, alluded to it. I mean, it's got to be. There's, so, there's a lot of bombs that get disposed of in The Rock. I mean, you got the ones with the poison gas, for one thing. You also got the, remember the baby at the start? It oh, was yeah. like a little doll. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'd probably go with the doll one, actually, just because that is so so intense. You I, know, it's like, it's eating my suit. It's like you got the little bits of comedy going on in the background with the other guy, who's like, you know, being told to inject, inject adrenaline into his heart. It's like, you want me to stick this into my heart? Have you seen how big this is? <laughs> so you got like light heart moments in the background well i'd also say like you know the rock is debatably a shit film i'm sure we will debate it <laughs> i don't think there's any debate but, about it but there's the yeah, there's you know that bit you know like when the actual chemicals go off mm. and you see the consequences of what happens mm. oh. that is an incredibly good bit and it does make all the other bomb disposal bits like pretty tense yeah 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 joel uh probably the hurt locker i mean that's a pretty mm. tense mm. bomb disposal film all about the way through, yeah. tense bomb disposal so <laughs> Um, if I wasn't going to choose that, I'd probably go back to a, a film Phil's favourite and go for Saw. <laughs> there, there, there's a few, there's a few kind of traps in there where you know people's heads explode if they don't do stuff in time, and just the uh, sickness of the mind to come up with them is is uh, it deserves a, a nod of some sort. <laughs> Austin, have um, you seen any films with the bomb disposal? Did they have one in Hocus Pocus? I can't remember. There wasn't one in Hocus Pocus. Story. There also <laughs> there isn't one in Toy Story either. I thought there'd be one in a Wes Anderson film, but there's just a bomb in Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, no, so no, I was yeah. going to say that, but they don't dispose it. They actually set it. And then, I don't know. They Armageddon. dispose Armageddon. Yeah. Armageddon. Armageddon. Oh, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, great that's a bit of a bomb. It, it, well, it bomb. is. It's a, it's a bomb Giant big bomb. enough to blow up a meteor. <laughs> that's big enough to destroy yeah, yeah. the world, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Armageddon. It doesn't actually dispose it. Dispose I mean, he just he detonates, he detonates it. it. <laughs> well, the bomb is gone. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Depends on your success criteria yeah. on that one, doesn't it? Getting the exact opposite to what we were going for. The bomb is disposed of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my favourite one is another Bruce Willis late 90s action film, uh, Die Hard of the Vengeance. Yeah. Uh, so oh. there's a scene where... So many bombs, though, Gav. Uh, there's so many, so many good bombs to pick from. I'm going to pick, though, uh, the one in Central Park where him and um, Samuel L. Jackson have just raced across New York uh, to get to the bomb. And there's a bit of a riddle, you know, like... Oh, it's, the fountain one. Yeah, the fountain yeah, one. yeah, yeah. 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 it's like yeah, what, what yeah, does yeah. an elephant ever leave home without its trunk you know, and they find a trunk and then it's a case that it's a scale and they need to put exactly four what is it four, four gallons, gallons yeah. of water on but they've got two jugs oh, one's yeah, a three one's gallon a one and one's like a yeah, seven gallon yeah. one and to this day I still don't know no. how the fuck they do it <laughs> like, but, but they describe it in the film it's just like it's like oh it just makes so much sense I'm, I'm like what the fuck has just happened how has that happened without without it's like you know a bit of a um, mention of Venice thing you can't be even like a drop over yeah. for yeah. can you imagine that scene now though all you do is google how'd you put yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've this many gallons and two jugs. Well, you fill the seven one up, and then you empty the seven into the three, and then you're left with four in the seven. No, I, so I, I think I made it too easy. It I think it was it was a five and a three. It wasn't a seven one because that oh, is just yeah. maths. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for that. Dickhead. No <laughs> well, someone someone would have mentioned it. <laughs> okay, and thank you very much, Alex, for film feels. Okay, so on to the bulk of the show. This week's film, as mentioned before, is 
speed. And Joel, I do have my xylophone off mute. Hang on. Nice. Nice. Very good. Very good. Thank you very much. Uh, So this film has been picked out of the hat at random. It was suggested to us by a fan of the show, Goblin. Um, They didn't specify whether it was green or hob. Um, (laughs) But hopefully it will do you some justice. (laughs) Hob. And uh, all of the roles have also been picked out at random. So acting as defense and trying to get this film placed on the hit list will be Ozzy and Joel. Now Ozzy is a little bit like Sandra Bullock's character, Annie. He drives something as big as a bus and he rarely drives it below 50 miles per hour. (laughs) (laughs) And Joel is just like Keanu Reeves' character, Jack. He could be furious, he could be ecstatic, he could be petrified, but you won't be able to tell the difference. (laughs) And acting as prosecution and trying to get this film placed on the shit list will be me and Alex. I'm just like Jeff Daniels' character, Harry. I'm the one most likely to be shot by one of my best friends. (laughs) And Alex is just like... Dennis Hopper's character, Howard Payne, after years of being underappreciated and belittled, he's finally snapped. <laughs> Plus, he also wears a really shitty cheap watch. <laughs> now, just like... I can't believe, like, Uh-oh. months and months of just, uh, like, resulting to ball jokes, and this is the one that really cuts you. <laughs> You're in a shit watch. Uh, now, just like real court advocates, we'll be making the best case for our roles. These may or may not be our genuine opinions, though, so do stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear our real thoughts which means this week Dave has the most important role as he will be playing the judge now Dave is just like Alan Rook's character Stevens people will actively avoid sitting by him on public transport (laughs) and in general to be honest (laughs) now Dave must decide which list this film should be placed on hit or shit based solely on the arguments put to him and not using his own opinion Dave just out of curiosity when was the last time you watched this speed Uh, it's gotta be 10 years or more Easily 10 years or more. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, right, well, anyway, you're going to be basing your verdict on the argument anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, now, um, before we get started, I think we should give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is about. So, let us spin the Wheel of Impressions. Okay, so here we read off the synopsis of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. This week, it has landed on Alex. Um, so how would we like Alex to read the synopsis of Speed? Like all the accents are pretty bland in Speed, but uh, there's got to be, there's a clear favourite here, surely. Yes, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. If I had to do Sandra Bullock for Gravity, you've got to do it for Speed. Did you do it for Gravity? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was quite a good Sandra Bullock impression, to be honest with <laughs> you. Are, are we comparing, <laughs> comparing <laughs> Bullocks? How about, um, how about Keanu from Bill and Ted? Oh, I could do Keanu. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, doesn't Dennis Hopper have quite a distinct... I was going to say Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Dennis what about, Hopper, that was yeah, what about Keanu's mate in this one? The one from Dumb and Dumber? Jeff Daniels. Please, yeah. That's a hard one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's just generic, isn't it? Go on, is, Jeff, it? is that the guy? For, that's not the guy, is it? Yeah, yeah Jeff Daniels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, okay, cool. So, <laughs> go on there. Dennis Hopper. Uh, right. no, half of it as Dennis Hopper's character and then half of it as Keanu Reeves' character. Got it, okay. Oh, shit. A young pol oh shit, how does Dennis Hopper speak? <laughs> a young police o- police officer must prevent a bomb exploding aboard a city bus by keeping its speed above fifty miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> Don't applaud that. That was, uh, that was, that was a fucking appalling. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it wasn't a bad hopper. Can anyone do a hopper? Hopper's hard. I hopper's thought it was kind of manic, isn't yeah. it? Kind of so, sort of like Jack Nicholson a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, is it? yeah but with kind of a hippie accent. As well. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a funny one. Yeah. Hey, Jack. Yeah, yeah. 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 you know, we'll have to shot hot rod or whatever he says. No, I mean, give yourself a boon for that one. <laughs> hot pot, hot pot bots. Quiz. Hot pot, <laughs> hot pot, big pot. <laughs> anyway, without further hesitation, Dave, would you like to kick off proceedings? I think I better had. Um, yeah, so full disclosure, I've seen Speed. Of course, I've seen Speed. It was a long time ago, though. I may have fond memories of Speed. But I will accept that you know a lot of films that you remember being good back in the day maybe don't stand up uh, in, in the uh, in the harsh light of day. So this is all to play for. I will leave my own opinion at the door. Hit me with your best shot. Who'd like to go first? Oh. Oh, Sometimes honestly. a film that you thought fondly of in the past does does fade away. Mm-hmm. This isn't one of them, mate. This when you watch this again in ten years' time, you are going like in ten. Hours time. Hours time. <laughs> you are going to be blown Come back away. Come in 10 years. Take you <laughs> <laughs> your time all over it. You just, you just you anticipate me be... getting up at 6am to watch this. <laughs> Mate, I would watch this again at 6am and then again at 8am and then again at 12am. I'd need a two hour break for breakfast. And then honestly, you're going to love it. It's, uh, it's way better than you, you remember. I promise it's you. better than I remember. Oh yeah. From the off, from the very first scene, even the opening credits, it's incredibly well done. Mm. Four minutes of uh, elevator shaft with the credits <laughs> coming down. God, thanks, <laughs> uh, that, sounds, that does sound pretty spectacular. I, I, do, I love a good elevator shaft. So I, on, I, uh, I was a bit panicked when that would they were the, the opening four minutes. To be honest with you, I was like, oh shit, I don't remember these credits taking so long. But the uh, the the music that accompanies it mm. is. It's pretty. It's pretty fantastic. It's great orchestration and, and the MS Paint graphics that accompany it as well are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, like it's, it's, yeah, it's it typical nineties. Like yeah, it's very pretty much every action film got has the like a long text credit. as well. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. An extra million just to do that. Remember time. when Word Art Comic was at what its finest? <laughs> yeah, I that's, so that's the the graph. The um, all the all the names come up there, and it is Word Art, and it's but it's brilliant. It's exactly what you wanted when you know nineteen ninety four, just before we were going into uh, high school. You know, you're doing your your yeah, yeah, yeah. On your presentation. I mean, we're on the same team. Yeah, I'm not sure what point you're trying to make. I love the way we talk about speed. We're talking about the credits. We're talking about the font of the credits right now. Is that, all right, it's got, it's got a good font. It's going to be that font will be better than you remember it. You know, it was the font that lost us. It was the font that lost Battleship Troopers. It's a good action film as well as having a great but, font. But in, in all seriousness, I'd forgotten about the first scene, which is um, the, the trap in an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> forgot, I've got that <laughs> I, I, like I'd forgotten the setup, and that's the um, the, the the bomber uh, traps a load of bankers. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen the bankers or businessmen in a um, in a lift, <laughs> and then um, and then ransoms them, mm-hmm. not for ten billion uh, like um, like what happened in Street Fighter for three million. I think is the the price a little bit more achievable mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety four. He's humble. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he doesn't want too much, just enough, and um, so he traps them in there, and then. Then it kicks off, and uh, the uh, Keanu and um, Jeff Daniels. Daniels come flying over a hill in the big, <laughs> the most outrageous action car over a hill scene you've ever seen, and it's like the very first thing that comes on. These guys are twelve <laughs> foot in the air, flying over, and then they slam to a halt, and then run in, take over the 
the scene. They run up, they get up 32 flights of stairs well within 23 minutes. And, and from that, from that moment. So like, if you're being cynical, you're like, what the fuck, man, it takes me over a minute to get, to get <laughs> up a stairs, you know. Ozzy again, so with the tiny details here, and we're only two minutes into the film. I, I want to hear more about the bus, come on. But, but honestly, like, so the, the, the scene... Be- so we skip to the bus? <laughs> well, no, because I think it's important. <laughs> Joel, you got you got to realise, you got to realise that there's going to be people who haven't seen Speed in a while. Yeah. You're going to want to be listening to this podcast and want to remember the font yeah. you're going to want to remember so what I'm trying to get at is just the opening scene which is before the bus is is action packed straight away the, uh, the, the elevator scene this bomb scene it really set in a scene mm-hmm. it's absolutely fantastic it's you get the picture straight away about who Keanu is mm-hmm. you get the picture of his, uh, his of his, uh, his buddy cop essentially Jeff Daniels yeah yeah, yeah. and um and I suppose you get an idea about the bomber as well. Completely. Yeah. Because then it's, and it's portrayed that and you see it firsthand that he's psychotic, but he's not an idiot. Mm. He's a bit like, uh, you know, a bit like the Joker, you know, yeah. someone who's, who's clearly a clever baddie, mm. which makes him all the more dangerous. Um, so from the off, you, there's a bit of peril, even though you've had to suspend a bit, you know, some of your disbelief has got to be suspended because of the timing and what I put it you're in it and you believe it and you feel the peril straight away because you don't know these people in mm-hmm. the elevator, but you do think they could all die yeah. quite quickly. It sounds like a good opening scene. Sounds yeah, like it's it a great sets, opening sets scene. the stage brilliantly. All I'll I, say. I want to hear more about this font. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm going to say is that elevator is sort of like a, a metaphor for the suspension of the disbelief. You know, it's yeah. firmly suspended at first, but then after a while, it fucking goes big time. Was anyone hurt? No, but the font was destroyed. I'll have a good say. Ozzy, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's done half of our job for us already, to be honest. Um, but the film starts, and unlike kind of a normal film setting up a groundwork, you know, who are these characters? Uh, what do they want? You know, like setting up a, like a basis so we can see, we can track their trajectory throughout the film and we can see, you know, real growth and developments and, you know, we know who they are, what they aspire to be, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We don't get any of that. The film just starts and it's sort of like all the police are in the lobby of this this building and um, one of the sergeants is like, who's going to dispose of this bomb? Not like, which one of you is the best to dispose the bomb? Just like, which two want to dispose the bomb? And Keanu is like, oh yeah, me and Jeff Bridges will. And then Jeff, that's Jeff it. Bridges. Um, sorry, <laughs> but, but then he realises Jeff Bridges is there. I do that. I constantly talk to Jeff Bridges. I look around and hope he's there. He never is. No, but so it, day, starts off, it starts off. as Jeff Bridges. Film, just... <laughs> spot, absolutely spot on. So far. If you can't get Jeff Bridges, get Bo Bridges. If you can't get Bo Bridges. Get Jeff Daniels, <laughs> and and then yeah, yeah, we don't really know anything about the characters. It just sort of just starts, and you know, we learn stuff about their characters as the film goes on. Let's say characters plural. We learn about Keanu Reeves' character Jack Traven, but we don't really know anything else about um, Jeff Daniels' character. We, we don't need to. I think we do. <laughs> like so, when a oh, spoiler, he gets blown up later on. Like mm. the, uh, I felt like I hadn't formed that much of a connection with him. So when he did die, I wasn't that asked because I didn't really know anything about him you know he, he kind of mentioned off the cuff at one point he had a wife but uh, you know like there, there was nothing else to him there was no substance at all mm. like the problem with the film is like it, it, it lives up to its name it's very speedy this film is incredibly pacey and it starts off like you know i wouldn't disagree with what ozzy's saying i love the font do you know what i mean this uh, you know it, it, it but it was a quick start you know it kept going and 
like that's fine for the if you're doing a short film absolutely no problem but the problem is as it goes on like gav's talking about when you've got these characters then dying you know the pace has been so much that you haven't had any time to really care about them you don't Mm. get to know them at all and so like inevitably the pace at some point in the film has to lessen and it never does in speed and so you just sort of like whipped along and you care less because of it that's the big that's the biggest problem with the film it's too speedy uh, he's living up to his name but joel you've got to have an opinion on this yeah so i i almost feel like i've been watching a different film from what we've been discussing so far um but i just think it's a roller coaster ride the film and when you compare it to a lot of the other films of similar time you know like the other action kind of buddy, buddy like films, street fighter like, like a classic <laughs> like street fighter like like die hard like um, mm. lethal weapon films, films like that. You know, there's a lot of guns, there's a lot of uh, fisticuffs and things like that. And this is just a complete breath of fresh air. It's action and adrenaline, but in a completely different way. So, uh, you know, what we didn't mention, but I'm sure you know, is that if a bus goes below, I think, is it 50, mile, 50 miles an hour? <laughs> yeah, 50 kilometers. Uh, like, it'll blow up. And if they remove any passenger, passengers from the bus, obviously... Um, he will detonate the the bomb as well, and straight away there you've got an excellent premise. You know, you automatically you're thinking, how are they going to get out of this? Keeping a bus at fifty mile an hour is going to be, uh, you know, a, a really hard feat. And then even if they do manage that, you've got things like fuel and all that to to uh, take into account. So straight away you're thinking, how are they going to do this? And they keep throwing spanners in the work so that the plot never gets kind of boring and it never gets too easy for the good guys. <laughs> Uh, you know, Alex says you don't really care about the characters and to an extent, that's true, but you don't really need to care because, um, you know, it's it's more about how are they going to stop this bus and how how are they going to get the uh, hostages off. It's one of those films where you only really need to know about like kind of two or three characters like uh, Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, and, and then maybe uh, the bad guy. And that's pretty much it. And that's how a lot of films like that operate. You know, if you... Th- think about lethal weapon or die hard you've got like bruce willis and you've got the main characters and and who else can you can you really think of you know it's just how those films operate and it is typical 90s in 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 how it works and how the action kind of just goes along and it's not doesn't focus too heavy on the plot but it there's enough of it to uh to keep the film plodding on Okay, um, I should yeah. say like about the plot. What we missed out is that like the bomber is trying to, as as he said, um, hold these people in their elevator to ransom. Keanu Reeves and Jeff Daniels foil the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, they get all the hostages freed, and then Dennis Hopper tries to take Jeff Daniels hostage. Keanu Reeves shoots Jeff Daniels. So you know, like. Uh, which yeah. is also a bit of a, a bit of a throwback to like three minutes earlier yeah. because they do the thing. What so? What you going to do? How do we get rid of them? Like pop quiz, hot shot. Mm-hmm. How do we? Uh, how do we get rid? How do if you've got a hostage in that situation? He's, he's got what, a do bomb, you do? what do you do? And yeah. he says, shoot the hostage. Yeah. So then so, he's in that situation yeah. immediately because the bomber aired it. So he knew what was going on. Yeah. Said, so what are you going to do? Shoot your partner or let me go? So he shoots his partner because his partner tells him. Shoot, shoot me non-fatally though yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah why doesn't dennis hopper then just explode the entire bomb and kill all because three he, of them? because dennis hopper wants to live he wants to live he wants the money so he no, runs right. through the door yeah. then the bomb goes off which means oh, they chase him death, and yeah. everybody thinks he's dead mm. so then they go and get an award they go away and then he comes back yeah and that's when speed happens you know he's mm-hmm. this time he's put as joel said the bomb on the bus so the bus drops below 50 isn't he injured after that hasn't he injured himself no because no, he was no, in no. a he got in that car and he drove off 
the yeah. car just outside. He just okay. pretended that he, he, he was right, killed okay. by the explosion. Yeah, Jeff Daniels was injured, you know, because he got yeah, shot. Yeah, shot. I remember, I've got a pretty good memory from 10 years ago. Doesn't he cut off two of his fingers? No. And leave them behind? Or am I thinking of a different film? No, that's a different that's a film. Different film. Okay. He did have a, a hand that was damaged in yeah. a Maybe in a that previous... actually happened 10 years ago, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I'm thinking about, maybe I'm thinking about Drop Zone with Wesley Snipes. I'm pretty sure that happens in that. Drop. But okay. <laughs> another Another... 90s film we should really uh, think about reviewing sometime okay <laughs> so I've heard a lot about the plot and it's sounding okay okay it's not like typical 90s fair I want to know what sets this apart I want to know about the direction I want to hear about the cast you know we've got more to talk about here well so Joel mentioned that we only know three main characters and, and in some ways we do um, you've got uh, Keanu Reeves you know hero Sandra Bullock other hero but female hero and then um, and then uh, Dennis Hopper 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 mm-hmm as a baddie and he is right up there in terms of Hans Gruber as a baddie he's the similar similar vein and I think actually is it the same director as Die Hard and um no, uh, he did the cinematography for Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. And this is his, J- 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 Jean de Bond. Jean de yeah. This is, a, this is his first direction. He would do the thing, Red, Red, um, something or other. I don't know what it's called. Pants. No, we talked about, <laughs> I think we actually talked about it in Street Fighter because I think that other guy was involved with, uh, with it as well. And he's a world apart considering people were on the same films. Mm. Um, these are just two completely, just totally different ways of dealing with a film. Um, and it was a, it, but it does feel a little bit diehardy, you know, similar vibe. You've got people who are hostages and you're going for that. But everybody on the bus gets a couple of minutes and you see straight into their psyche. Um, so it, that does uh, alleviate some of the the boredom of just being trapped yeah. in a bus. Good support from yeah. the uh, the background characters yeah, yeah. on the bus. Joel, any thoughts on characters before I turn this over to the prosecution? Um, not much else, really. I mean, the characters are there to kind of keep the film along. It's not really a character study as 90s action films aren't. Like I say, you don't really need to care too much about the characters, but you care enough um, that you want to see Dennis Hopper get his comeuppance and you want to see uh, Keanu Reeves and and Sandra Bullock survive. And uh, that's literally all you need for this type of film. You don't need big depth and you don't need them to get from like A to B in terms of their development as a character or anything like that, in Mm. my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. Gav, I've got the impression you may disagree. I do disagree. I feel like, you know, if you if your bad guy doesn't have a character, it doesn't have anything interesting about him, why do you give a shit if, you know, they live or they die? Why do you care about anything they, they do in the film? Dennis Hopper is not just taking a leaf out of Frank Langella's movie villain handbook. He's eating the entire fucking book. Like, this guy, as soon as we're introduced to his character, he's a madman. You know, this is like, I think that's one of the first things that they say about him. He's a madman. And we hear later on what pushed him over the edge. He used to be a policeman. He used to be a bomb expert. And then he was involved in an explosion and he um, suffered injuries, injuries to his hand. And they sort of were like, oh, well, we're sorry, but you know, you've got to retire now. Early retirement gave him a cheap watch and a ship pension and see you later. And that's why... He's, he's doing these, you know, these um, hostage situations because he's trying to get three million because he's like, you know, I, I ain't it. Mm. And like, that's all we hear about him, you know, like that he, he, used, he used to be, you know, a, a police officer and that he's a madman. We don't find anything else about his character. We don't see any depth or progression at all. He starts off as a homicidal maniac and he ends the film as a homicidal maniac, albeit one without a head. Um, <laughs> you know, like, wh- why did he snap? What happened to his hand? You know, why did he want to kill the hostages after receiving the money? Because in both hostage situations, he was going to kill the hostages anyway. 
that seems like a pretty extreme thing to do. You know, even after you've got your money, he was just going to kill them. Yeah, because so, if you're a hostage taker, you're going to get killed if you don't kill them. You've got to get away. You've got to... No, no, if no, I am going to hostage you guys hostages... Yeah, but uh, did, uh, this, his character had um had an escape plan set up. He there was separate drop points where money mm-hmm. was gonna be dropped off. So it wouldn't have mattered. You know, like he had the plan. Like so, on the bus, what happens? You know, is essentially the bus is uh, you know going to keep on driving, got to keep above fifty miles per hour. After a certain amount of time, three million is going to get dropped off into a bin. He knows that the police are going to be watching that bin. However, you know, like once they've, they, uh, you know, the plan has been foiled and Dennis Hopper doesn't know about it. The money's been placed in the bin and all the police are waiting around. Keanu Reeves goes and tips over the bin and there's a big hole in the floor and essentially right. it's been dropped right down. So Dennis Hopper knew that he had an out. There's no real reason to kill the hostages. Also, is it, I mean, I know it's an action film, but is it believable that the police officer didn't put the money in the bin and go like, hey, there's a shit in, that's a massive hole. <laughs> ah, well, you know. I didn't, didn't hear that land. <laughs> yeah. but the, the thing is, Dave, we do this every single film where we, uh, you know, prosecute and... In terms of action films, or shit films anyway, in that um, we get bogged down with the specifics, you know. It's like watching Jurassic Park and saying, how the fuck have they made a dinosaur there from (laughs) from DNA 200 million million years ago? This is absolute fucking bullshit. At the time, when you're watching the film, you don't care. And if you do care, you're watching the film wrong. You've got to turn your brain off, essentially, and just enjoy it for what it is. No, no, I I disagree. In Jurassic Park, you had characters who were well-written, who had depth, who, you know, had progression. You know, you understood their motives. Yeah. Um, who, who papered over the plot holes so you didn't see them. Do you know what I mean? That's the magic of a film. You don't see them, whereas you can't help but see them in speed. You're just like, no, hang on a minute. That bus has hit those cars so many times, it must have slowed down. That must be below 50. You can't help these thoughts just keep popping back into your head. And that's where the film hasn't papered over those cracks. One of the Good things, character, good script. One of the things about when we have these two prosecuting as well is they like to talk about a film that they wanted to watch mm. rather than the film that they actually what watched. Point, well, and then, it happens all the, the time. <laughs> No, no, I, I actually get his point. Yeah, Wait, we haven't mentioned one film at all. You yeah, mentioned a, fucking uh, Jurassic Park. That's a, that's a great, great you just, point. Like, you've you've made made just so what, no, like, rewriting the film essentially yeah. into like, you, oh, it would have been great if we'd have heard a bit more about the backstory of the bomber. But, but that's, that's not criticizing a, it. No, like, no, if we because, didn't say that, we'd just be like, the film is about the action on the bus you're seeing it from the view of the the victims who are on the bus and from keanu reeves this okay, is the film okay. that sets right. keanu up as as being john wick okay hang on this is <laughs> on, this without this there'd be no john wick on, there'd that, be no point, Matrix. on that point like this film like i don't i'm not gonna say i don't like keanu but what i am gonna say is i don't think in this film he genuinely maybe has three expressions most of the time, and I'd say like 98, Look, I've 99. I've got by with two in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I mean, can get by with three. <laughs> he, he literally, he looks, mainly most of the time he's just taking in information and looking very kind of hard about it and then doing stuff and looking a little bit tense. Then I think at the end, he has a little smile because he's worn. And then uh, when Harry dies, he kind of puts his head down anyway, so you don't see what he's doing. But he's just kind of like anguished. Do you know what I mean? So there's not a lot going on with Keanu. And I know sometimes that makes him a cipher or something like that. But it also doesn't make for an incredibly good performance. Mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock, I don't think is bad in this. So, Mm -hmm. you know, she's... But also, like Gav said, she hasn't got... There's not much character. Like, really, when you think of adjectives to describe Annie, 
Did none come to mind? Yeah, none. None whatsoever. That's right, not yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, so I'm not saying that. But I'm not saying that I, I, hope I wanted more to <laughs> When, like, you know, as he's saying, like, I'm not saying that I wanted there to be an incredible character study of someone who drives a bus and, a, you know, mental things. But what I'd like is a character. And that doesn't seem like me and Gava being, like, out, out, you know, outrageous. It just seems like but the char- we're watching a film and. We want a character in the film. Well, you see a character. So she, straight from the off, the second he, so before he's even on the bus, when he's running along the side of the bus, trying to get on the bus to before it gets to 50, she's there, you know, being a big gobby, like, who's this joker trying to get on the bus? Then when he does get on the bus, she's straight up like, what the hell are you, you playing at? So you can see straight away that she's a strong uh, woman there. She doesn't take, like, she's not interested in the shit from anyone. Then she acts first when the driver does get shot. She is up like a shot to try and uh, save the bus. That's the character insight. You don't need to be force-fed uh, all of this stuff, particularly in an action film when the action is the driver of the film. That you know, she's just there to steer the bus along the way. That's the whole point. And in actual fact, it's details in the film. So yes, there are big plot holes because they're not relevant to the you know to the story. You just they just drive it along. They're just a, a plot point. So you can move to the next scene. Things like the bin, things like not seeing it as a whole down a thing. But she just helps to move that along. But in actual fact, the details, stuff like standing on the guy's uh, foot, that actually, um, I read when I was doing a bit of research on it, there was a kid in America who actually uh, saved a, a school bus full of uh, 55 kids because he'd watched Speed. Because he did exactly what she did. So the driver fainted. And, uh, and he jumped in the way, sat on the driver's uh, lap and stamped on his foot to, wow. uh, to break the, the film. And when they asked, oh, how did you know how to drive the bus? He'd watch Speed. He watched Andrew Bullock do it. Well, he was too young there to you be go. watching Speed, firstly, right? <laughs> <laughs> UK, of all the people, you cannot complain. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were no, watching no. The Exorcist <laughs> when you were two. <laughs> <laughs> right, so like, uh, we're talking about characters. Can I just mention as well about the mm. other bus, ca- the, par- uh, the passengers on Please the bus? Please do, I want to hear more. Right. Can I just quickly mention, Dave, yes. that these two guys enjoy films like Hobson Shaw, uh, Fast and Furious, in which the characters are just absolutely piss poor, and then they come along and complain about things like low, this. That is okay. a low blow, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a little personal here. We're getting a little personal. I want to get personal. No, you do not. No, you do not. <laughs> let's, let's keep this about speed. I want to hear more about those passengers, Gav. I will just say that Alex and I have not said one personal comment apart from all the ones I made at the beginning of the episode. But <laughs> this, is, this, is, listen, this isn't a congeniality contest, though. <laughs> okay, so uh, the, all of the characters on the bus don't really have personalities they're sort of just quick stereotypes so you've got you know like the nervous traveller you've got you know like the kind of the big lumbering idiot you've got the sort of uh, latina uh, gangbanger you know like everybody's a sort of stereotype and they get i'm gonna say about two lines of dialogue each maybe not even each maybe i think three or four of them have two lines of dialogue and the rest of them don't say anything at all they're just there to be in peril now i, I was reading a really interesting in- interview with all of the passengers on the 20th anniversary of speed and they were talking about why they originally signed up for it. and apparently before it underwent rewrites the script was really meatier. Every one of the characters had some, you know, like a backstory. They had more to them. They had more lines. And the, the film was about the characters on the bus, the passengers coming together and defeating the terrorist. So, for example, um, they finally realised that Dennis Hopper's got a camera on board the 
bus and has been watching them the entire time. That's because one of the original passengers worked on a film crew and he was able to kind of figure it out. And then they used some of the stuff that was in his bag. One of the characters was a mechanic. So he was able to help with the, uh, with the brakes, you know, like there was loads of stuff, but after, Alex's mate Joss Whedon got brought in for rewrites. All of that got cut, so easy, they only e- found- easy. Let <laughs> <laughs> like me get it left, right, and center. <laughs> but they, they, so they only found out, you know, like as filming started, that their characters had been drastically cut and changed, and they had like nothing to them at all left. So they were mm. quite annoyed by it. You, you can see that in the way the plot progresses as well, because it would make more sense, a lot more sense, if anyone else had an impact on how things get, went, apart from Keanu Reeves. Literally, it's like the LAPD might as well not exist, apart from a few drivers and a few people, just to exposition the, the plot along. Literally, no one ever makes a good call, except Jack, Tra- was it Traven? Traven? Yeah, Traven. So, you know, and that's fine, you know, and I know, you know, what, you that's know, Joel and Ozzy are probably going to say, yes, it's, it's, die it's, hard. it's yeah. the Die Hard thing. But there's a certain point, right, in Die Hard, He's inside and actually does get help from Ed. There's different things going on. Yeah, and that uh, happens uh, here. You get from Harry. No, in speed, it literally him. gets to the point where it's just every single thing. So he's the one that knows that the drop's gone wrong at the start, at the end. Sorry, he's the one who knows everything about the bus. He's the one that does this. He's the one. He li- keeps knowing. It's like, no, he's going to blow the bus anyway. And he keeps making these ridiculous deductive leaps that, you know, just don't make any sense. And I, I'm not saying that, yeah, you know, it doesn't need to be a plot holes. I know all of that things. But it gets to a certain point where it's like, come on, like, it's just doing literally every single part of this film. Like, like almost some sort of psychic ability to know what exactly what he needs to do. Dave, as I said, they're getting both getting seriously bogged down with the specifics of this film. I mean, if we want to pick films apart, you know, Bruce Willis wraps a fucking fire hose around himself and jumps off like a 500 foot building, which I mean, if we're going to pick apart ridiculous things, you know, you could do that for every single nineties action film. That's how nineties action films work. That sounds like a great afternoon. And they work well. (laughs) And they work well. And that's why they're so successful. But the big thing that that they're missing here is just the enjoyment of the film. Yeah. It's thrilling. And just, as I said, at the start of this uh, kind of uh, trial, you know, just just wondering how they're going to get all the people off a bus without going below 50 miles an hour is is literally what the film's about. And coming to that conclusion on how they're going to get the people off it, and then once they do get off it, how are they going to get the bad guy, and then how the bad guy dies, you know, that's all you want to see, and that's all you care about. You know, I'd, um, I'd like to round off what Joel was saying now with a, a quote from somebody you... you uh, massively respect in actual fact this is uh, from this is from uh mr roger ebert himself he said films like speed belong to a genre i call bruised forearm movies and that's because you're always grabbing the arm of the person next to you (laughs) done wrong they are tired replays of old chase cliches done well they're fun done as well as speed they generate a kind of manic exhilaration wow Wow. and he goes on for another two two paragraphs of how great this film is and if if that is not tantamount enough to how good a film this is Hang on a that guy is is a wordsmith you know i am i can barely get a sentence out beyond the font whereas that guy uh, what did we what did have to say about the font oh he didn't even mention it actually oh. i mean a bit remiss of him to be fair he said some nice things about another film i like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Vast, a film of vast ambition and deep humility. Alex, please, please. <laughs> I, I remember this film. Attempting you no beat less me and you put it on all of existence. <laughs> Alex, Alex, for the love of God, please shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dave, you know, you know what to do. I'm suddenly filled with murderous rage towards <laughs> the uh, prosecution. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Alex, you're doing a good job. <laughs> Some uh, things are more important. Right. <laughs> all, all I'm going to say is, yeah, they mentioned that some of the set pieces are really good. Um, you we know, didn't mention that, but thanks, they yeah, are. They are. And, and you know what? Because it's, it's essentially an entire. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically two hours of. of I still did our job for it, so it's only, <laughs> it's only fair. It's only fair. <laughs> but the, you know, the thing is, is that like this film just doesn't know when to end as well. You know, like it's one of those films that. Um, They've thought about the bus in great detail, but it's like they're getting onto the bus and getting off the bus. You know, what happens then? So the film, when it's on the bus, yeah, fine. You know, it's a good little action film. All leading up to it is just sort of like, right, let, how do we get this person onto the bus? No sort of uh, character development, not really a good script. Um, just plodding along sort of like, okay, now he's on the bus. Now we can concentrate on the film. And then as soon as he gets off the bus, there's still like about half an hour to go. And it just doesn't know how to end. It's just like, you know, the criticisms of Stephen King novels. It's sort of like it should have ended when they got off the bus, really. You know, there should have been this big finale. But then there's another thing. It's like sort of, oh, yeah, we've got to go and make the drop. And then, you know, you've got to realise that the actual, the money's not actually in the bin. Oh, it's fallen down into the subway station. We've got to chase uh, Dennis Hopper. He gets onto a train. Then, you know, there's a shoot off on the train and he gets handcuffed to the train. You know, then they go onto the roof and then the, tr- the, the, the it decapitates Dennis Hopper and then the train it's like it's the, the, the risk is gone because at a certain point you're just like right yeah just wrap it up like you know get rid of Dennis Hopper finish be in love you know what I mean like we know where this is going mm. we're not, we, we've stopped being surprised by this anymore I, I, I'll give them that that there was not really any need for the subway to be fair and I think that was actually tagged on afterwards because I think the foxes who, who ran out read about this as well is that they thought there was too much bus and people wouldn't go to watch a, a film, film about a bus. A, a bus. Yeah, yeah. So then they they, <laughs> get, they had another. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, so they learned without that speed, <laughs> there may not have been a bang bus. Um, <laughs> because oh, suddenly the, the prosecution just made progress forward. <laughs> because they realised that you can't actually set an entire movie on a bus. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah but, people will tune into that, that is unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, the thing. This, film, this film's got two two Oscars and like 13 other awards. This is this is a great film and people give it two Oscars. Yeah, yeah. You did not know that. Did, yeah. Didn't Suicide Squad win an Oscar? That Suicide Squad did win an Oscar. But this won <laughs> twice as many Oscars as Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> so, make of that what you will. Hell of a point. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, like, the thing for me, all the action on the bus is good, but... Uh, it's it feels very rushed. It's very like as Austin was saying there. It felt like they cut a lot of the stuff from the bus to get more just generic shit in. You know, like the train mm. crash at the end sure or the elevator. Said, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it just felt like the stuff that happened on the bus was. I would have liked to have seen it stretched out more. I would have liked yeah. to have seen more characters, more depth. I would have liked to have seen you know like more tension. But it's not. It just sort of like sort of. Oh, it's as soon as he gets onto the bus, it's ramped up. Right, we're at fifty miles per hour, and everything just feels a little bit rushed you know like there's a bit where he goes underneath the bus because he's trying to look at the bomb or yeah, you know like diffuse the bomb every different way of getting around the bus yeah to make the bus interesting yeah and it, it just i would have liked to uh, it stretched out a little bit more a bit more depth rather than rush 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 and then just shit at the end just okay. one uh, final point from me dave Go on. 
uh, just around to pretty much come full circle to where we started. Like the when the end credits the font that they use is just out of this world. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll give them that. It is uh, mind blowing, especially for the time. I can't believe it. Has anyone, has anyone got any final points they want me to consider? No, no, no. Okay. No. In which case, let's kill a little time and have a quiz. Okay, this quiz I've called Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Nice. <laughs> and it's all about movies that contain big pops or explosions. Okay. Yeah? Okay, okay so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to ask you all three questions. <coughs> three questions each. If you can't get it right, then I'll pass it on to somebody else, okay? And I've tailored the questions to you, so films that you either like or that you often have seen. Thanks, uh, <laughs> Right, so question number one, Alex, the good, the bad, and the ugly, okay? Mm. You know, there's a big there's a big bridge explosion yeah, don't, in there. don't like spaghetti westerns, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Is it one of your favourite films, The Magnificent Seven? Yeah, western. <laughs> All that spaghetti shit. Okay, so how did Tuco break the chain that handcuffed him to the prison guard? Shot it. Mm. Now, anybody else? Yeah. Dave? Uh, he put the body of the prison guard on the train tracks and let a train run over the chain. Well done, yes. <laughs> right. Um, so, funny story, the train ran over a metal plate that shot past uh, Eli Wallach's head and nearly decapitated him like Stifler in Final Destination. Funny story. Without that, we wouldn't have had Final Destination. Uh, question number two. So many realisations. <laughs> <laughs> question two, Dave. All about Conair, right? We okay, know okay. how many great explosions there are in Conair. Yep. But can you tell me what is the number plate of Colm Meany's car? As kicker. Well done, Dave. <laughs> yes. Well done, Dave. Okay. Uh, question number three, Joel. All about the Matrix. Okay. Which Hollywood A-lister turned down the lead role of Neo because he felt like he'd done enough sci-fi at that point? Mm, can I have a clue? Um, Okay, he was um, really famous as a TV star that made the transition into films a few years previously. Anybody else now? Woody Harrelson. No. Was it Will Smith? It was Will Smith. Well done, Dave. What had he been in before? Will. Yeah. What had he been in before? Independence Day. Independence Day. (laughs) 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 Sci-fi. He'd been in Independence Uh, Day and Men in Black. Uh, So. Uh, and he wanted to uh, do Wild Wild West instead. Oh, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Kevin Klein thanks him. Yeah. Thank God uh, we all do, to be honest. It's far cry. I, I, when you said TV star had moved into films, I was all I could think of was uh, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Patrick Stewart. I know, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> it, it could be worse. Nathan Fillion was the first person into my head. <laughs> now, yeah, bonus question on that. Smith revealed in an interview the other year that the Wachowskis always wanted to have both a white actor and a black actor in the two main leads. Um, so if Smith would have taken the role of Neo, who would have played the role of Morpheus? Bert Reynolds. What? Can we have another clue? Uh, he, he played a Batman. Michael Keaton? No. Val Kilmer? Yes. Oh my God. Oh God, that would have been awful. Oh, oh my God. Shit. I know. 
Uh, okay. Reynolds, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's been pretty good. <laughs> okay, Ozzy, cut through Ireland. What was the name of Frank Langella's character? I've no idea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> literally, that Dave. film, I watched it and then... Deleted it's gone. it. I, yeah. I, I, I might as well have not watched I, it. I'm glad I don't remember. Dave? Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Bad dog, remember that scene? Yeah, Bad yeah. dog, but wish you fires a cannon at him. Okay, so Alex, uh, question two, one of your favourite films here, The Dark Knight. Um, well... Oh, I've seen it a lot. <laughs> what was Joker dressed as when he blows up the hospital? Oh, nice. Well done. Uh, so, oh, I love that scene. He's like, how the fuck did you not know it was the Joker? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> okay, question, uh, whatever. Uh, Dave, all about The Rock. Okay. Okay, so what does Stanley Goodspeed collect memorabilia of? Uh, the Beatles. Yes, well done, Dave. <laughs> Smashing it. Okay, uh, Joel, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, what is the name of Hugh Key's Burns? Tyrannical ruler. Mm, no idea. Oh, D- I, Dave I, I again. Know, fucking hell. <laughs> Go on, what is it? It's Immortan Joe. Oh, well done. <laughs> wow. And Ozzy, this I've one. Been, this uh, one. A long time ago. Been for Immortan Joe. Ozzy, you should get this one. It's about Die Hard. What are the names of the FBI agents who meet a grim demise in a helicopter after the roof of Nakatomi Plaza is blown up? Mm, no idea Bill and Ben no but the oh. second names they share the same second would've name been, yeah, no been relation would have been good literally every single FBI agent has called this Smith and Weston no that Joel, make is sense, it though. Johnson and Johnson it is Johnson oh, and Johnson nice. oh nice no relation. Okay, Alex. <laughs> yes. Uh, this one is about Lethal Weapon 2. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. One of your I love that. Uh, yeah. Lethal Weapons. Out of all the Lethal Weapons, 2 is my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> so there are, there are loads of explosions in Lethal Weapon franchise, but one of the most memorable ones occurs in Lethal Weapon 2, <laughs> where Murtoch is, it discovers that there's a weight sensitive bomb attached to the toilet Toilet. he sat on. Riggs pulls him into the bathtub to shelter him from the explosion. The question here though is, did Murtaugh wipe before? (laughs) (laughs) I say he did not. Anybody else? I also am going to say he did not. I'm going to say he did. I'm going to say he didn't. Oh well, three out of four, right? Yeah, he did not wipe. No, he just got pulled straight (laughs) in. Were you watching this on the weekend? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I I know of a film where somebody wipes. Never seen anyone wipe their arse. How do you know that he'd even gone yet? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, He's getting yeah, older. Yeah. Maybe he'd just—he was just kind of relaxing into his environment. Some him time. Joel, you sat on a toilet, right, about to go for a dump, and then you realise there's a bomb attached to it. What is your body automatically going to do anyway? Absolutely evacuate. Okay, now Dave. True Lies uh-huh. has some incredible explosions. One involving Art Malik's body being attached to a rocket. Uh-huh. Earlier in the film, he fights our hero in a bathroom. Now, name one of the implements Arnold Schwarzenegger hits a terrorist in the head with. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. Oh, I can't even think of that scene. Um, towel rail. No. We're passing Toothbrush. on. Toothbrush. No. <laughs> uh, toilet seat. To- no. Toilet brush. Oh, oh yeah. top assistant bit of a toilet. Top no, of a toilet. no. Uh, okay. Shower head. Right, a hand, dry- a hand dryer or a urinal. Um, oh, yeah, it's easy to pick those off a wall. Is a urinal <laughs> in a toilet? Yep. 
Uh, well, it's a public bathroom, I should have said. Oh, yeah, I was thinking yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. We totally would have Sorry, got that. Yeah. Okay, well, bonus question then. What does he dunk the terrorist's head in? His own piss. <laughs> yes, well done. <laughs> well done. He dunks, his, he dunks the terrorist in his own... Uh, that's Arnie's piss, not the terrorist's piss. <laughs> that would have been even especially cruel. Um, okay, so uh, Joel, not content with smashing one villain in the head with a urinal, Arnie does it again in Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. But the real question here is, can a Terminator take a shit? Um, well, no, because it's a machine. Anybody else? Yes, I'm, I'm with Joel. I'm with Joel. I'd say there's deleted footage oh, no, yeah. <laughs> of Arnie taking a dump. Yeah, it's a fun well, day. I have done a lot of Google researching. Uh, theoretically, yes. How? A Terminator is designed to do or replicate anything a human can yeah, do. Especially the T, the T, what, the, you know, the one from Terminator 2. It'd just be a lump of silver, wouldn't it? Okay, so, uh, and Austin, last one, Demolition Man. Um, how do people take a shit in the year 2032? Uh, is a plastic bag? Yeah, I was going to say, is it like the same, same as, is it like a colostomy bag or something? No. Anybody? In a toilet. No. No. N- nobody out. remembers the toilet scene from Demolition Man? No. I've all just, seen. Just it's you. probably not one I remember <sighs> now. Oh, yeah. You use the three seashells? Three seashells. Oh, still, God. Yeah. You remember? Three seashells. Bonus question. One to how, pull out. Bonus question, one Austin. How do you use the three seashells? Oh, I don't know. One, one to pull out. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. I led you <laughs> wrong there. I don't know. I, no. no idea. Do you no. into one, scrape with no. the other, two, and then two to pull, <laughs> one to scrape. <laughs> Alex, has, Alex has got it. Bottom. Alex has got it there. Yeah. Well, th- this is this is what I am. I imagine it is anyway. <laughs> right, it's not yeah. even definitive. No, it's not definitive. This Did is what you I imagine. Share the picture well, on the group. Two to pinch, one to scrape. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Nice. Right. And uh, yeah, that's it. Sorry, uh, Dave. I think you won that one. I don't know hey. if it's a victory that you're going to cherish. <laughs> I feel like we need to start uh, like vetting the quiz. Yes. <laughs> 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 a lot of toilet stuff in that quiz <laughs> it's led me down a path <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you very much good quiz um yeah i've been i've had a little chance to mull over speed um now i've got to leave my own feelings at the door i'm also gonna dismiss roger ebert's opinion he is just a man at the end of the day just, just a man him. yeah he, i'm gonna remember he, this. he was just a man i should say i'm yeah, gonna yeah, dismiss no. his opinion dave dismiss <laughs> dismiss alex's and, and gab's as well yeah. <laughs> while we're doing it also I, just men i will everyone's. also dismiss prior conduct of the uh, prosecution before this <laughs> you can allow that yeah you, you know what i'm talking about um but i've got to say both sides have made a very good point i mean speed is well regarded and i think the prosecution's done a very good job um and good work from the defense as well you know some good points mate i, I, I want to see these credits i really do <laughs> they sound these sound like credits to behold i see what gav was saying about the supporting cast on the bus how it would have been nice to see more of them i feel bad for them that you know their parts were cut so short but i kind of get it if you've been on the bus and you know oh here's a mechanic he knows how to do this here's a guy who knows how to change that video here's a guy who can do that it's very convenient yes it is very convenient i think it works a little bit better and also what's your hero doing while that's going on in the terms of you know this just being an action thriller it makes sense to have one guy, one main man who saves the day. It does make a bit more sense. You know, it would have been nice. I feel bad for those actors, but it makes sense. Uh, none of the rest of it does, but that seems okay. It's one of those films. It's very much of its genre, a 90s actioner. You know, we kept saying Die Hard. We kept comparing this to Die Hard, uh, which we all adore as an action film. doesn't make sense. 
but we adore it. And I think, you know, speed being talked about in the same bracket is a compliment to speed. Performances could have been better. Maybe there was some miscasting going on here. Maybe there was some people who could have given a bit more from their performance. But all in all, one thing that got to me was that this was pacey. It's a film set on a bus and it's exhilarating. It's exciting. It doesn't let up, Alex said. You know, it was very pacey. And for that reason, I've got to applaud it. This is just on a bus at the end of the day. And say so that's quite a good feat for a film that is a no-brainer actioner. And I'm going to put it on the hit list. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. I, I helped you out. Did my best for you. But... Oh, Christ. I know, man. At the end of, at the, end of the day, you can just... Um, <laughs> Kev, I, I Kelsey, think, I think you did our, such a bad job, man. Our, 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 our argument, it went bad for us when we started talking. <laughs> we, should have, we should have just encouraged you to talk more <laughs> about, you know, the type of bus that they were on and, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, the, the upholstery on the seats. And... <laughs> I, I, I'm intrigued to see these credits now. <laughs> the credits are awful. <laughs> They're just standard names. Yeah, <laughs> just really, really generic credits. But they stand out a lot. Like as the opening scene when you really want it to be good, they they stand out. They <laughs> for the wrong reason. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, honest opinions. What did everybody think? Uh Joel? It's a good film. Yeah. It's not gonna blow your tits off, is it? Let's be fair, but <laughs> you have a way with words, mate. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a great watch, and if you haven't seen it before and you like films like Die Hardly for Weapon, that type of thing, you're gonna love it. And it's it is something different, you know, set on a bus. Something different. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember watching this in the I didn't watch it in the pictures, but I watched it before and this time round I had the ability to pause it. So I know last time I was watching it and would like sprint to the toilet and back to like to make sure I didn't miss a scene. Yeah. This time round, paused it to make sure I could, you know... Yeah. Enjoy it. I and you did want to pause it. It wasn't yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'll just let that run. No, no, I really <laughs> did. I, I probably enjoyed it. So a bit of trivia about it. The studio knew it was going to be a good film because for that exact reason. Oh, really? Like, yeah, test audiences, they realised people were walking backwards as they were going to the toilet because <laughs> they didn't want to miss it. And they were I like, love, oh, shit, we've I got love a good that. One. It's like when, I'm, like when we go to watch The Avengers and stuff, if you have to nip out there, like, yeah. I can't... I try not to break to break a gaze from yeah. the screen. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was really good as well, to be honest. I, I do think some of the things that we were talking about before, like some of the characters could definitely do with more depth. I think that like the final, like the third act is a little bit sort of like once they get off the bus, it's like, oh, you stale. know, yeah, no, it's not, not stale. It's just a bit clunky, mm. but you know, as a film, it is very, very entertaining. And like some of the set pieces and the action just holds up to this day. You know, it's very well filmed. Um, Alex? I'm going to disagree with Joel and say speed does blow my tits off. <laughs> like, I, and I disagree with Gav. Uh, for me, this film is almost no perfect. Like, really? Yeah, it's yeah. not It's not an absolutely, this is the best film, but it knows what it is. Yeah. And it's pacey and it's short as well. It yeah, doesn't yeah. outstay its welcome. So it does, you know, I think the biggest lie I said there was it kind of like loses sinks in the middle and it just absolutely doesn't it's just it's just boss all the way through i feel confident in my yeah. decision yeah it's exhilarating be. to be honest with you. i just love yeah. how it paved way for speed too and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and let's not forget <laughs> bang bus i've got a little bit more trivia uh, so somebody on imdb has mistaken the uh, japanese american actress natsuko omahama uh, the lady who messes up the recording by having a bag on her lap. Mm. They've mistaken her 
uh, and they've attributed this role to instead they've attributed the acting credit to white British actress Veronica Cartwright from Alien. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I was wow. just like, that, that is a as, as soon as I saw, so I was like, oh, Veronica Cartwright did this, and I was like, no, no, and I was like, hang on, and then I looked at the credits again, and I was like, oh no, 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 no. no. I can't, I can't remember where I saw this, but I'm sure it said that the reason they casted Keanu was to not offend men in so that yes. he's like so muscly I know. and too good looking. <laughs> right. But he's good looking enough to kind of bring in the women as well. Yeah. Mm. So they're not trying enough to, to like, intimidate the, exactly, the yeah. dudes. Like play both sides of the coin. I did read that. Tactical and, and, uh, and, um, the, Tactical something else. <laughs> so he, he went away and he was like, right, well, I need... <laughs> At, at the time he, he was rocking this sort of like Bill and Ted look uh, and he went away and he wanted to you know look like a, a police officer so he got a buzz cut and he came back to the studio and the producers the were gym furious as well, he did yeah. yeah but the producers were furious because they were like no we want to bring in a female audience you know with your you, with your long hair and your good looks you know so they were thinking about delaying filming for like three to six months so he could grow his fucking hair wow. but yeah. anyway so uh, higher or lower than our previous film on trial which was Street Fighter <laughs> <laughs> perhaps I, I think that's the Higher. lowest film we're ever done, isn't yeah, it? So 11 and 20. Yeah, it's got to be. So I'm Rotten, I'm Rotten Tomatoes, Street Fighter got 11% critical and 20% audience speed got a whopping 94% Wait, critical. Oh, Which, that means wow. one out of 10 critics said that Street Fighter was good. Still really And 78% audience. I thought Boom. the audience was going to be good. much, much higher. Be higher. Yeah. So once again, I put a poll up on Twitter and asked our friends and family, uh, followers and family, I suppose, uh, which lists uh, speed should be placed on 86% of our listeners decided that it should be placed on the hit list Wee. obviously and before we adjourn the case it's a bit of a uh, it's time for a little bit of a caption contest so what we do here is we take a screenshot of the film put it on Twitter ask our friends and followers to provide a funny caption with the best one winning a frog shaped chocolatey treat so you guys have just got to pick the best one out of uh, so the caption I should say is Dennis Hopper's Howard Payne looking furiously shocked after he's just opened his bag of money and he's been sprayed with that purple anti-theft dye or whatever they have mm-hmm. in the bag uh, so number one I shaved my legs for this and number two oh crap I just killed this dog um, <laughs> number three Rog- <laughs> number three Roger Corman's version of Thanos was a little underwhelming <laughs> uh, number four Ribena Berryland was never the same again <laughs> uh, number five I I will avenge you, Ivan Ooze. <laughs> uh, number six, she didn't even warn me. Uh, number, <laughs> oh, no. uh, number seven, from blue velvet to purple ink. Uh, number eight, what did I eat last night? Uh, number nine, oh my God, there's no toilet paper. Uh, penultimate one is what? Oh, that's the exact same one, so it doesn't matter. And the last one is uh, blueberry. Blueberry, I wanted chocolate donuts. <laughs> I'm going to go for Ribena Land. I was thinking Ribena Land. Yeah, Ribena Land. Yeah. In with that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sounds like a place I'd like to go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well done to our good friend and long-time follower, Craig Harris. You have just won yourself a Flippity Freddo. Been a while since he got a photo, isn't it? He has, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. Probably really trim now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think we sent uh, a few to him like a, a while back, like all three or four. Probably sleeping on a bed of photos. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he did, he did say that his uh, his kids like just essentially eat all the photos as soon as they arrive. So, uh, um, anyway, uh, okay. So uh, before we call it a day, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our good uh, friends and fellow podcasters, the Contrarians Podcast. Um, now, uh, this is yeah, a podcast we've mentioned before. 
Wars, presented by Alex and Julio. Basically, they just review films, um, but they're very, very funny. They're very charismatic. They've got great chemistry. Um, all of the... <laughs> this is really annoying me sorry <laughs> once again as I'm trying to do my spiel people are just leaving <laughs> I, I was too scared to move <laughs> I'm like he's gonna flip <laughs> like you are disrupting everything <laughs> Anyway, right. Uh, so yeah, they do a variety of different films. They do some new films, um, but they also cover a lot of, well, you better fucking get out of my way. <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit. Go on, carry on. I'm still listening. Run, Alex, run. Come on. Thank you. Um, but they also do a lot of classic films. Um, recently they did a kind of retrospective of A Nightmare on Elm Street. They did the original 84 version and then they did the 2010 version, like back to back. And it was really, really good. Um, they also do seasons every now and again. So last year they did uh, a summer of John Travolta. So every every week they did another John Travolta episode, and some of those are just did like they do the uh, the Jim one. Pretty good, actually. that one that you keep showing us. The which one? The one where no, they didn't do they Perfect. Didn't no, no, no. no. <laughs> but they should do. So yeah. Alex and Julio, if you are listening, please review Perfect, the film where John Travolta plays a reporter who infiltrates a gym, j- is it? sort of like jazzercise club. <laughs> <laughs> it's very very good um, yeah but uh, so anyway yeah I definitely recommend checking these guys out they are very very funny uh, you can get them on Apple Podcasts The Contrarians or you can follow them on Twitter for updates and you can there's a link to their website there at Contrarian Prime okay so next week's film hasn't been picked out of the hat at random but it has instead been picked by our good friend Joel and he has picked the 2010 action comedy The Other Guys now here I've got written down Joel would you like to say a little bit about why you picked the film (laughs) but he's not fucking here because he's rude (laughs) so I'll tell you why he picked the film it's because he doesn't he doesn't watch average films so he usually picks decent ones Um, so also it's free on uh... and and, yeah that's the main reason he picked it it was free on Netflix (laughs) Uh, if you pay for Netflix that is so as Joel picked the film, he'll be defending it, but all of the other roles have been picked out of the hat at random. So joining Joel in defence is going to be me. Uh, in prosecution, it's going to be Ozzy and Dave. And playing the judge is going to be Alex. So thank you to everybody who has listened to this episode. If you like the episode, please remember to like, share and subscribe. Tell your friends and family about us. Just spread the warm love that is films on trial in as many years as possible. And why not leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? But don't go under five or the bus will explode. Um, yeah, there, there, is no, there is no bomb. There is no bomb on the bus. That was a joke. <laughs> Don't dial this into anybody. Anyway, so check out our Twitter page at Film Trials. Check out our fantastic graphic artist while you're there, Winston Sang at the underscore quirks. Also, check out our website, filmsontrial.go.uk. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, so that's it. Speed is a hit, and we'll be in your ears next week with the other guys. Goodbye. Oh.